to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. This is Dr. Jay Calvert coming to you from Beverly Hills from the Roxanne Building, along with Dr. Millicent Ravello. Dr. Ravello, what's cooking? Good evening. Uh, not too much. I'm enjoying this daylight saving sunlight pouring through the windows at 6 o'clock p.m. Way better. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, I am not a fan of that daylight savings BS. It doesn't work for me. You know, it, the days are just so short. Yeah, I, I think like it's it. supposed to stay like this permanently, right? Aren't we not doing daylight savings anymore? Oh, I don't know. Are we I all becoming... A law. Uh, really? Yeah, I think like people are tired of it. And like there's no like big issue with, you know... Farmers We're not electric farmers. bills. Yeah. Well, I think it was more for electric bills. That was the idea is that because you were a farmer, you wanted to get the daylight earlier. I, I don't know. It, 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 <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's so stupid. I can't stand it. It's a little it. outdated now. Yeah, so yeah. we're done. We're yeah. out. But I don't think we're switching again. I think that was the last one. Oh, interesting. All right. Although I did love my fallback. Oh, I, I looked forward to that all year. Yeah, the fallbacks. The fallback for an extra <laughs> hour of sleep is just brilliant <laughs> yeah that's pretty good you know. <laughs> well today we have a topic that is uh unique mm. and it's really it, it has a lot of different forms but i think the big term is called the monsplasty monsplasty i think i most commonly refer to it as a suprapubic lift but i think a suprapubic lift can fall under the umbrella of monsplasty so what we're talking about here is the MONS. The MONS, which is spelled M-O-N-S, is the medical term for what's colloquially known as the FUPA. <laughs> I mean, let's just put that out there. We're saying it. We're, <laughs> if you don't know what it is, don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> then that's your problem. <laughs> we, will, we will keep some decorum here on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. But MONS Plasty, I don't know why. I get a lot of requests for this operation. I don't know why either, doctor. I, I don't. I really don't. But I think, like, I think I have a paragraph about it on my website, and it's like the only one, like, on the internet. And so people like find me for monsplasty. I had somebody fly here from basically New Mexico to have a monsplasty, and she's like, "Well, you know, you're like the expert." I was like, "Okay, right. you're right." I, I, I mean, yeah, I yeah. do this. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm the expert. But I did a great job, and she was very happy. Yeah, of and, course. You know, then, of course, she figured out I was a rhinoplasty man and <laughs> started doing nose jobs nose on everybody jobs. that she knows. So that's been good. But the, uh, you know, the monsplasty is important because it can be its own procedure. You know, and basically, this is the skin and fat that is in the, you know, basically the... The pubic area. The pubic area of, of, yeah. a, of a female. It's not really... A, I mean, I guess there's a male monsplasty, oh, which is. you can do. Yeah. That, that sort of falls into the... Uh, um, hidden penis right. uh, genre. There's there's a lot there, which I think is a whole other podcast. Right. But let's stick with the female monsplasty today because, you know, lifting that, that skin and fat does gain weight mm-hmm. and it does droop mm-hmm. and it does get, get not attractive. Yeah. And so a lot of women are looking to have a lift or a reduction or suction or, and they couple it with, you know, usually labiaplasty or right. clitoral hood reduction, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of options for beautification of the of the suprapubic and pubic area, and then also uh, you know as you get down into doing labiaplasty, it, it all sort of comes together to make a rejuvenation of a very critical area. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's I mean the area we're talking about is sort of that 
know, triangle of pubic. If you have pubic hair, that's where it is. Very uh, few people do anymore. <laughs> I know, like I say, the lasers if, have taken over. If you over. have it, that's where it would be. Um, imagine <laughs> if you can. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like, hair removal's just gone crazy. Like there's like no more pubic hair allowed in Los Angeles. It's like all gone. Uh, which is fine. Which is I mean, fine. like that's, you know, who cares? You know, but maybe this is what's drawing attention to people's um, mons area. Mons pubis is the actual terminology for it. So a mons plasty can be anything from just basic liposuction, if you've accumulated some fat in that area, to an actual liposuction with skin excision. And the skin excision is typically done when there is some drooping of that area. It is uncommon to do that in isolation. I have, on a handful of occasions, done it in isolation. But typically, this is addressed when you're doing a tummy tuck. I mean, by definition, a tummy tuck is going to include that. And I always have to say that because I must get it at least one out of every three tummy tuck consults I get. The question is, and you're going to do something about this too, right? I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Well, because that's because they have friends where the surgeon didn't do something that's about it. Right. It's so common. That's and which blows my mind because I have a few of those as well where they've had the tummy tuck. Tummy tuck looks great, great contour, nice little waist, and then they still have this like fatty, hangy downy pubic area. I'm like, what is that? Who missed that one? You know. <laughs> Did they leave that kid at the station yeah. or what? I Did mean, you not pay extra for that? Like what? <laughs> I know. It's so brutal. It's like, here's this perfect tummy tuck. And like, by the way, like, what about this? You yeah. know, are we going to take care yeah. of this at some point or no? I think there are some surgeons that just don't consider it I like, either necessary or part of their standard tummy tuck. So I have had to do a few revisions from patients' previous tummy tucks where everything else looks great and they just have this extra fat and skin in that area. But typically I do it most commonly with my tummy tuck. Yeah, I like to actually bring the incision down to do the lift, you know, and also do some suction on the mons pubis with the tummy tuck because it just makes it all look so much more... It's so much better. Yeah, it just it looks Great. better. And a lot of times, you know, you you get like the fupa after the C-section scar, mm. which is awful because the C-section scar like scars Pushes down, it down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it makes this like ledge, you know, between right. the abdomen and the mons. The bone, and yeah. it's just not cool no it doesn't not. look good and it and it shows through clothing it does that's what brings people in yeah, it shows through bathing suits for sure yeah. and it and it shows through some pants too where it's like what's what's up right and i've had patients say like uh i don't like this thing the way it looks in my pants so like you need to do something about that and uh, it's after the c-section so we wind up with the tummy tuck we do a mons plasty and then, uh, obviously, life is much better. Life is much better. Yeah, my typical approach for it when I'm, well, whether it's with a tummy tuck or, or in isolation, I don't do a whole lot of liposuction unless it's super fatty. I prefer to just directly excise the fat. So I make an incision. I go in there and I just cut out the fat directly. I just find that it has a little bit less swelling and it's a little bit more precise for me. Um, that usually does the trick. And then I actually cut out extra skin and then I lift it and suture it down to the abdominal wall to keep it where I want it. So I lift it and I suture it down so that it stays where I've put it. Yeah, that that's sort of my same approach, but I'll do I'll do lipo pretty you know, readily on it. I especially yeah. like laser lipo to shrink the skin envelope. Yeah, that's good, especially if it, you have a large amount of skin there. Yeah, because I mean, you're going to yeah. take some out, but there's still skin like lower down sort of as you get towards the clitoral hood that is, you know, not really 
easy to address with the yeah. lift because there are like a lot of ligaments and, right. and and sort of organization of the fascial layers in that mons. It, it's a it's kind of its own structure. I'm surprised like there's not like the like didactic course on like the anatomy of the mons because it's not just like oh here's some fat and here's some skin. You know, it, it, there's there's a lot going on in that area. Welcome to the angel discussion of how nobody in medical school learns female genitalia anatomy. We know everything about the penis and the testes and how things work and the ligaments. You ask a fourth year medical student to find the anatomy of the clitoris. Nothing. Crickets. Yeah, you know, you're right. That's a, you know, it's true. I think we we spent a lot of time on that at Cornell, but it was like, you're right. It's not, it's not front and center. Nope. No. It should be. It should be. Definitely. Very, very essential. And by the way, very important to what we do. But like if you're like an OBGYN, kind of <laughs> kind of crucial. Kind of crucial. But I mean, it's just the fact that it's not discussed or considered important enough to teach medical students kind of boggles my mind. But we digress. Yep. We're talking about the Mons today. Um, there is also, uh, you know, in terms of the approaches to the skin excision. Now I've seen, I've seen some stuff that's pretty creative. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call it. Okay. That I wasn't so thrilled with. I've seen like midline excisions. Hmm. I've seen, <laughs> I swear to God, I've seen some stuff that I'm just like, what was what? the thinking here? Because I tend to just do like with the abdominoplasty like lift and do that. Yeah. I've seen people try to take some out in the midline and. Yeah, no, the incision should be in, uh, hidden in the bikini area. So if you're wearing a bikini, it's a nice low incision that you're never going to see. It should not be a vertically oriented incision that no. comes up to your belly button. Do no. you tack down the um, fascia to, mm-hmm. do you take scarpas to I the I tack the scarpas to the rectus. So the scarpas yeah. is a very um, strong structural support, distinctive layer of the whole abdomen really and so it holds a suture well and it holds tension well and so that's what i suture down to the abdominal wall to keep my lift in position very nice yeah i mean i think that's about about what there is to do with that um you know and again it needs to be considered with the abdominoplasty i I don't know why it gets missed (laughs) if you're going in for a consult somewhere else listening to this Make sure you say, and the Mons is it's part included, of this deal, right. right? You know, I roll my eyes and I laugh and I'm like, of course. But then I'm like, well, maybe they should be asking it that question. It wasn't in the last eight <laughs> consults I did for revisions. Yeah, you want it to be awesome. I mean, that's the thing. So you have to kind of consider the whole deal. Cool. Um, what else on Mons plasty? Couple it with the labiaplasty. Couple it with the abdominoplasty. Couple it with the lipo. Yeah. Couple it with it. your laser hair removal. You're ready <laughs> to go. Already be, I think that gets done at like <laughs> 16 or something. I don't know. Like, like, it's unbelievable how little pubic hair I ever see. It's like all gone. The entire, like, Southern California is like lasered away. Yeah, it's bare. All right, well, whatever works. That's the style. <laughs> like, someday, like, you know, like the 70s will return. We'll come and come back like, and everyone's like, going to be like, yeah, I'm never shaving this stuff it. again. <laughs> and then, then they'll come to their senses and be like, you know, it's kind of annoying. Like, let's get rid of it. Well, yeah, I guess you just don't, you don't get ingrown hairs, which is like the big thing. That's really the big deal. That's the big draw. It is. I mean, shaving causes ingrown hairs. And I mean, our laser hair removal thing goes gangbusters over here at the rock spa. So it's for real. All right. Well, I think that's our, our deal on the Monsplasty. Thank you, Dr. Ravello. 
This is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is Medi Spa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty and if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform it's the way to maintain those operations if you mention this podcast you will get the members pricing for your hydrofacial the Beverly Hills plastic surgery podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.